Alright. Welcome to the Indian Science Show. I'm Turtle. And I'm Annie. And this is a podcast where we bring indigenous worldviews and western worldviews into conversations about science in Indian country. And today we are going over quite a bit of stuff and we don't necessarily have a big agenda. But we are at the ACES National Conference in Oklahoma City. And I'm pretty excited to be here. So far it's been a blast. It has been a blast. I think I've... I've learned a lot, but also it's very encouraging to see so many natives doing similar work to us, but in their own communities and in their own way. So that's been good. And so first off, I want to apologize for any technical difficulties or if sounds messed up or anything. If anybody happens to be watching right now and you can't hear us or something's wrong, uh, go and make a comment and we'll try to troubleshoot that while we record. And... uh, I'm kind of expecting some mistakes because (laughs) this is our first live stream, (laughs) but there'll be more of these to come and we'll be making our way to as many events as we can to just bring new things and interesting topics to our listeners and (laughs) (laughs) technical difficulties. So yeah, for today's show, we're just going to be going over this general theme of ACES. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. You want to tell them what that is? Um, oh man. I'm thirsty. What was, what's the, what's the, what's the exact title again? Where? Oh, Honor the Part, Be the Future. Which. Oh, that's supposed to be past. <laughs> honor the past, be the future. Yeah, see, obviously that I am not exactly prepared today. Um, but I think that that has been talked about a lot in our podcast recently. Because I think that we have understood that as indigenous people, we, all of our knowledge pretty much comes from the past. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there's a saying that I've been telling myself for quite a while, but I, I like to give it to other people too, that if you don't know where you're coming from, it's almost impossible to know where you're going. Yeah. Yet at the same time, it's not good to dwell there either. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, yeah, so, cool, we're learning all sorts of stuff. Not sure how this mic situation works, but apparently we're not doing it right. Can you... I don't. Yeah, I can hear it on here. Yeah, so yeah. It's so just just like for this. the for the podcast, we might as well record okay. um, both of us, and and then if we happen to get anybody that wants to interview, then they can use this mic, the good old SM58 industry standard. I love the. It's so heavy. I love it. It is so mics. heavy. It's so heavier than our mics, and it's a lot smaller. I wonder is Rookie going to be catching a lot of traffic out this way? Maybe. That's oh, great. There's a bunch of background noise. Uh, well, it's a live stream, yeah. so I mean, it's kind of expected. Yeah, I'm realizing we we should have like tried to get a poster or something so people know what we're actually doing instead of like having a guess. Yeah, we're just gonna be randomly talking, yeah. <laughs> randomly walking by, being like, "Hey, so are you curious? Way. Do either you way. want to talk about a podcast?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, may- maybe if we, when people walk by and they look, we'll just say, "Hey, you wanna uh, you wanna come on our podcast?" 
Yeah. I mean, I guess we can be really, really ready. Get over here! <laughs> <laughs> we can, like, have, do you have, like, a piece of paper? We could be like, podcast, come talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Why not? I got a Sharpie. I'll write it. It's totally res style, too. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. We are doing a podcast, and it's called the Indian Science Show. Yeah, so this will be probably our 11th episode release. We're going to be releasing one on decolonization this Sunday or tomorrow. It'll release later today, but it doesn't go out to like the public till in the morning. Oh, cool. Would you like to be on our show? Maybe answer, ask some questions. And so we're, it's on the theme of ACES, so um, what is honor the past, be the future. And we've talked about it a lot on our show that... Historical context is really important. So here's a mic for you. Just um, you ever <laughs> yeah, used a mic oh, before? Oh yeah. Well, here we have chairs. Got chairs. So if you wanna come. Yeah, if you wanna, if you don't mind being on camera, we have some a camera recording, okay. and we're live streaming on Facebook. Yet, uh, if not, you're more than welcome to be over there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's my can. family. They came to Hi. visit. Hi. Oh, cool. Hello. <laughs> I wanted to jump in before it got too crowded over here. Yeah. <laughs> I know our little our little sign. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, We're gonna make it work. Oh, and I enjoyed your guys' presentation yesterday. Oh, thank you. Like, the questions that people are asking, I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think it's just interesting because the questions that were asked were like the questions that we've spent like four or five days like really struggling with ourselves. Yeah, yeah for real. And it was it was definitely uh, it was interesting, but I, I like those kind of feedback because it lets you know kind of a different perspective than yeah, than yeah. what we could provide. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, I really feel like it helps me clarify how I'm communicating my stuff or not communicating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what are you doing here? Are you so presenting? So this is live streaming right now, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, I actually got a scholarship. I came with the... Well, I didn't come. Well, we kind of did. I got a scholarship, and then I came from the Northwest Indian College, so some mm-hmm. of my classmates were presenting. But um, I came to kind of check it out. It's my first year in college, so I'm mm. like, everything's real fresh. Like, yeah. I'm really driven because I had a big drive before I went to school on what I wanted to do. So Awesome. And what are you going to school for? Uh, Native Environmental Science. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wow. have my uh, bachelor's in environmental science. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Environmental science. Yeah, we both the do. liberal oh, arts nice. of natural yeah, resources. Yeah. <laughs> Yours sounds a lot more liberal artsy than what we got an yeah. opportunity to do. Well, Where did yeah. you do that? The, the native environmental science. So I'm going to school right now. I'm only in my first year. Yeah. Um, or where Northwest, are you doing that, I should ask. Yeah, at the Northwest Indian College. So it's kind of cool because since it's native environmental science, they tailor it to where your final presentation, you can kind of constructed in a way to where you're showing okay this is what I want to do for the community this is how I want to direct my degree so Mm -hmm. for me I want to learn how to bring indigenous medicine back to people in in a way to where like back in the day our people medicine was in all kinds of forms whether you were talking with somebody like this um, what you share with people and I want to integrate the native environmental sciences in the plants that we're taking because 
most of the stuff that heals us is like right outside our door like mm -hmm. we could walk right down the street and find like five different plants that could have a bunch of cures for stuff but pe we don't have that knowledge anymore because it's been stripped from us mm -hmm. then people feel the need to go to the store go to the doctor when like the earth is providing exactly what we need you mm. know and so i want to yeah. give that knowledge back to people exactly awesome yeah, yeah. i think that's a lot of our goals <laughs> yeah. we're, we're kind of doing it all in these different ways and I think that's awesome yeah. that uh, we're all, I feel like humans, we're, most of us are just doing our best and we're all after very similar things, but we tend to represent it and symbolize it and do it different in different ways. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I wonder, uh, I wonder where that comes from. Well, I'm always thinking about that. <laughs> well, we're native too, so it's in our blood to like, because how I've been taught is that leaders don't lead like how we look at leadership now is like you have to be at the top you have to be the president you have mm -hmm. to call the shots whereas back in the day for native americans the leaders were the people who took on the pain of the tribe mm -hmm. and they appointed so they were no greater no less than they were equal with all the people so mm -hmm. they could say okay you're the best at this this is your job what do you need you're the best at this this is your job what do you need you're my boss how can i help you so that we can work as a community what do you need traded yeah. over here and over there so like how we're doing it now is so far from how we used to be mm -hmm. and so i think as native americans now we're kind of trying to gear back that way of in for us as Native Americans, that indigenous thinking and like, how are we going to shift this? Because how it's working now, it's not working, you mm. know? Yeah, exactly. What's going on? Yeah, I think we've talked about that, about how IRA governments have now kind of made it to where it's more individualistic instead of really kind of focusing on how you interact as a community. Yeah. And really trying to get back into that community atmosphere is... It's <laughs> tough, especially like, when the value system has shifted. Yeah. Where yeah. With assimilation. Yeah. It's worked fairly well, but it hasn't completed its job yet. So I still have yeah. hope that we can definitely shift that. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. If I feel like hierarchy is a natural part of being human, but yeah. that, that up-down hierarchy mm -hmm. isn't necessarily indigenous. We had more lateral hierarchies. Mm -hmm. And I know for Pekani people, our, the chief wasn't there to be the leader in all circumstances like you were just saying depending on what was going on with the tribe and our people we would bring people that were good at that to power mm -hmm. and it wasn't even a, about the power it was about doing your job and accepting your responsibility because yeah. you're good at that because mm -hmm. that's your gift so you kind of owe it to give it back to your people yeah. or that's kind of the, my perspective on it but um, I think a lot of people can agree with that yeah. in Indian country that it's not just a lateral hierarchy, but it honors our individuality as a part of a group. Not that we are, that is our identity, the group identity. We have our own identity, but it's in service to something bigger. Yeah. I think it's really hard to kind of do something for a long time unless there's kind of a bigger picture to it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of like people... Like our ancestors back in the day, they knew that in order to build a community, you have to work from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm. now, a lot of the things that we're trying to surface and make known to people, they're looking at all the outside issues and like, yeah. what's going on? What can we, what do we need to take out of this program? And it's not sometimes even about that. Sometimes it's about the internal stuff because the way that I've been learning it is that 
in order for a people to survive, you have to empower them so that they themselves can feel the need that, mm -hmm. oh, like, I got this, I can do this. And then they empower their families, they empower, because where it starts is with yourself. And then it mm -hmm. goes out, this is how natives are, it goes out to your family. And then from your family, each person is strong. And then from your family, you go out to your community and you say, okay, what do my cousins need? What do my aunties need? And then it goes even further out into your community. And it keeps growing and growing. And where we see it now is like, the Western way is like you sit in an office, you're away from your family for like a bunch of hours a day, mm -hmm. and you're not like building that structure, building that like internal like fire, you know. Mm. And so that's just some ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's kind of like a good point because one of the questions that we ask everyone that we interview is, "What are your three tips for being indigenous in the modern world?" Oh, cool. And I feel like that's yeah. that's something that that we all face is this this idea of you have to work a nine to five job yeah. and you have to do all this stuff and you have to live like this this colonized way. But so how do you do both? How do you be indigenous and how do you live in the world we live in today? Okay, yeah. I, is that a question I'm being asked? Yeah, I'm, you can answer <laughs> that all you want. So okay, wait, ask it. Will you ask? Okay, so time? what are your three tips for being indigenous in the modern world? Okay, so um, I would say kind of like what we were just talking about like to really find what you're good at because mm -hmm. like especially in native tribes when you're being named the elder would sit down and they would watch they would observe the children and they'd say okay what are what are they good at what what qualities do they have and then they would say oh wow this is an inherent right from this great ancestor this is who they are mm -hmm. and so from the beginning we're given these names of who we're going to be because they can see those qualities within us so like as a native american one tip i would say is like to find out like who you are because mm. when you find out who you are you don't feel the need to go out into the community mm -hmm. into the western society and have to gain their approval have to work around what they think because you already know where you come from and you say okay look this is this is who i am these are my grandfathers, this is the lineage I come from, and this is what I'm here to represent, this is what I'm here to do. And because you already know where you come from, mm -hmm. so that would be like a big, big tip for my Native people is to find like what your name is, what it means to you, like where does it come from, what, this was something I just recently learned was like your inherent right, like for me, like some people are born into families of like singers, Mm -hmm. Some people are, <laughs> are really, really good at <laughs> loud laughers. <laughs> um, some people are really good cooks, you know, and that's how. Yeah. And like now we look down at stuff like that, like oh, they're a cook, they cook in the kitchen. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're born into a family, like the food is what sustains us. So they were needed like highly over there. So. Like with me, my family, I came from a, from a family of chiefs. My great-grandfather, my fifth-generation great-grandfather is a Nikowashi Tonka, and his name means man of great courage. And so um, what I learned is that my inherent right is to be that of my grandfathers. So like as an indigenous person, I think it's so, so relevant that we understand who you come from mm -hmm. because in there it tells you who you are. And, and what you're meant to do and how you're going to bring that power back into the world because that was something they tried to suppress was to take that away from us to separate families so that we didn't understand where we come from and so we couldn't bring that back into the world so that would be 
like my first tip like <laughs> yo figure out who exactly. you are where you come <laughs> from because that is so keen like that's who you are and, and my second tip would be to like represent that because I think a lot of Native Americans because of the what's in our blood in the suppression like what I find is when I go into indigenous communities of people we kind of like put our heads down or mm. like when we're in big crowds of people we're kind of more shy like reserved and that was something that the colonization wanted us to feel was like to feel ashamed of like who you are to be yourself and I think that as natives like wherever we are in the western society if you're getting jobs or whatever to be like to be ecstatic about who you are and where mm. you come from because it's beautiful that's why mm -hmm. yeah. it is beautiful because it's different and even now I think like being native is more like um, becoming more common like people are like <laughs> starting to like open up to it more now but I think as natives we should be like this is why it's so great you know mm -hmm. and, and kind of honor that because we are like that last standing we're the standing representations of all of our grands, our, our ancestors that didn't die. Yeah. Like mm. all of our grandfathers, our grandmothers, we're mm -hmm. those children. And from what I've been learning is that we have to send this on to the next seven generations. And what's happened is, is embedded in our DNA, scientifically proven. And so by how we deal with situations, how we show up like with integrity, is going to affect our DNA, how it's going to be for our grandchildren. So if we can do it in a positive way and take yeah. that with us, mm -hmm. then, like, we're, we're like, here we are, <laughs> exactly. you know? We're still standing. <laughs> like, we got a purpose here. We're not we're not gone yet. So, hmm. yeah. I like know. that. Huh. Yeah. When you were, when you were um, talking, you said grand and then started to change your word, and it got me thinking of that, this, uh, like, a, a made-up word, grandcestors. Grandsisters, <laughs> and I just yeah. think, huh? I wonder I what know. that means. <laughs> so, what do you think about the theme of the? I mean, you kind of touched on it. This whole idea of honor the past, be the future. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they're specifically talking to indigenous youth or everyone? Um. Well, I mean, specifically, this conference is for Native Americans, mm -hmm. American Indian Science and Engineering Society, but I think. As Native Americans, we're gathering so that we can take this out to people. And I think that's why it's so essential that if you honor your past, you're also, like to me, how I was talking about medicine, mm -hmm. you are your medicine wherever you go. Like right here, you guys are sharing your medicine with me. I'm sharing my medicine with you. Yeah, and we're and making so medicine together. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so like when we gather here together, we're doing it to recognize that we're native and we're also living in a western society but that we take this with us and we share it with the western society so mm -hmm. if we can honor our past to know that then we share that with the western society and say where do you come from mm. where because now everybody's mixed you know mm -hmm. like there's yeah. no reason that, that <laughs> we should be like okay it's this it's that so like i think yeah it is like kind of ideal to take that with you Mm -hmm. wherever you go and I think it would be beneficial you know yeah for other people mm -hmm. and more pe people got you no know, like the ancestry stuff now I was talking with this country <laughs> guy yesterday and he's like oh yeah we did that uh western uh something something and he's like my great-grandfather was a uh, white bread and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> is that really your, your last was name he and he was like yeah and I did all and I told my aunt that we ain't white bread, but we are white bread. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> 
Is he from <laughs> Oklahoma here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but he was really cool. He was a really cool guy. So yeah. yeah. I think that was a ancestry test are, are pretty interesting. What's up? Those ancestry tests. You know. When, oh when, when, yeah. Like, you, uh, I don't think I've taken any of those. Yeah, my parents did, and uh, yeah. It, it's interesting, and then, but you always hear. I, I'm pretty sciencey, so you always hear that. Yeah. Ah, well, they, they don't really. It's not as, as a uh, accurate. accurate as they want to say that it is. And, mm. and so I think I think it, I think it's interesting. But I think what you said is true. I think that we as indigenous people have the this luxury of having this knowledge that has been passed down. So you know who your ancestors are. You, yeah. you know who well, you come from. Yeah. Well, and you know what's crazy too is like now, like how Western science thinks of it. That's why I think this conference is so essential. But also, like, what I noticed is that this conference, we're really focusing on the Western way of science. Mm-hmm. And the way of science, like, science, how we would view it as Native Americans, the way that we've passed things down is oral tradition. Like, in how I've seen it is that science has been able to take our history and make sense of it. But, like, our tribes were able to trace, like, my tribe, I'm Osage, I'm from the Osage Nation, the Neokonska. And we're able to trace our history all the way back till the beginning of time mm-hmm. through oral tradition. Like, that's something powerful. And it was crazy because, I, you know, like, we hear these stories almost like myths. And, like, our people are the star that fell from heaven and mated with the earth people. And when I was taking geology, I started researching our homelands. And all the beds that we've been drilling mines in are, like, like millions of years old to where they can't even trace it anymore and so it was almost like i was able to tie our oral story to the geographical information that i was receiving Mm. and i was like whoa i can prove this now you know and so i think that as natives it's essential that we know what our oral stories are because Mm -hmm. that's why they've lasted so long because we pass them down and like I think that would be my third tip that I would tell Native Americans is like to get with your your grandparents and give them that time because I think we go sit with our grandparents and we like text or we'll get mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. or like we'll turn on the TV and like before we know it they're getting really old and, and somebody had mentioned that when an ancestor dies they die with like a, a library of information mm-hmm. with them. And what I noticed with my family, like, I'm so happy that they came to visit me. When I started asking them about my stuff, I said, why didn't you guys ever tell me any of this stuff when I was little? You know, Mm because I think we expect our family to just give it to us. And they said, well, you never asked. Mm. And so I think a lot of, like, grandfathers and grandmothers, like, if we don't ask, it doesn't spark that fire within Mm -hmm. them. They're not just going to roll it off their tongue. So, like, for us to keep it alive, we have to, like... Yeah. Ask them, you know. And we are a weird generation because our grandparents are the ones that were in boarding schools and where they were taught that they weren't allowed to do that. So yeah. my father's parents were like that where so he really didn't teach me the stuff that I needed to know. But now when we're together, he's always telling me all this stuff and we drive around and he tells me all this cool. information. And I think I think it's just right. Like, you just have to ask and like not mm-hmm. be afraid. And, and anybody in your community, not even your family, just mm-hmm. not be afraid to ask what you want to know. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's crazy how we don't like socialize mm-hmm. with our tribes and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. when I go yeah. home for my dances, you know, like there's <laughs> other people from other clans, and like we don't openly discuss stuff. I think that was part of colonization, mm-hmm. and yep. I think it's important to like. That's what I mean. Like be yourself. Like be open to people like 
even your tribe, like, they're not against you. They're with you. And usually when you open that door, other people are like, okay, this is cool. I like <laughs> talking about this, you know? So I could totally agree. Hmm. But yeah. Wow. That, <laughs> that gets me thinking about a lot. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> man. This is really cool. I'm glad you guys are doing this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, we're it's tough, in, but we're <laughs> in a grad school right now, and so we've had a lot of conversations where we're like, we need to just do a podcast, and we just need yeah. to get this out there. Yeah, yeah. So we did mm. it, and we were a, a part of this thing called uh, what is it? Seeds of knowledge. What was? Uh, I can't remember if that was the name of it, but it was just this thing that we're working with some other ac- natives in academia uh-huh. to. About like a some way of creating an on space online for knowledge exchange okay. or coming together to share knowledge yeah. in an indigenous context, and so we we the only extent we were involved with that was just a f- couple of Skype calls yeah. and we just bounced ideas off each other. But one of the main ideas that came up was a podcast, mm-hmm. and the cool thing is they started a podcast called the Native Seed Pod, which cool. I highly recommend. It's Melissa Nelson. Do you know of her work? She uh-huh. wrote. Uh, original instructions it's a book full of essays from all these like elders and cultural leaders yeah. it's a really good, good, book. Book. It's a yeah. good book yeah and then she has some other sections where she kind of breaks down some of the science kind of, of yes. the yeah, idea of original instructions and so she's the host of that show and it's all about native seeds and so yes. it's it's a pretty cool show i've been listening to it and yeah. enjoying it <coughs> and yeah there's all sorts of cool stuff going on in the country now i think a lot of it kind of really got sparked by the idle no more movement and even more so what happened at standing rock and now i know a lot of my friends i met at standing rock are now off in their communities doing awesome things whereas before they were despondent maybe lost in drugs or alcohol and or abuse of some kind and felt like they had no purpose Mm -hmm. and when they found that purpose Everything became clear, yes, and they knew where to go and how to are. do it. Yeah. yeah. So that first tip of yours is very important. I think it's one of the most important things a human can ever do is yeah. identify their identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's Boom. tough. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I don't think I've said that. Identify your identity. Yeah, I don't think huh? you have. Out it's of kind all of our conversations, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, see, I just—I mean, I think that once you just randomly talk to people, there's so many ideas that could come. And that's what I think I like about this conference is that you have so many different ideas that are just yeah. coming together. And like, I think we've had, I don't know, 20 people come up to us saying that our talk had led them to think about something a little deeper on their future talk mm-hmm. that they wanted to bring up. In. Yeah, or that we were talking about a lot of the same things they're mm-hmm. dealing with and a lot of the challenges they're facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Is inspiring to me for the same reason as inspiring to them. I think that mm-hmm. just knowing s- there are other people out there doing mm-hmm. this idea of biocultural restoration, and um, but that's a problematic word, very similarly to traditional, because the underlying connotation isn't really serving justice to like the meaning that we're trying to convey there. So mm-hmm. we struggle with words a lot in our in our graduate <laughs> program and. Um, I'm a little bit curious what, how you feel about that word indigenous and applying it kind of in that pan-Indian type of context where we're talking about over five, six hundred different pe- peoples, very unique, yeah. different languages, but we're blanket statement 
so kind of blanket labeling them indigenous. The way I see indigenous, so I might need to do more research on it because it might be a pan-Indian word more than what I know. Mm-hmm. But how I see it is like, so in my studies, where I where it sparked was when I was studying with curanderas that came from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they started bringing up Tonali indigenous groups from mm-hmm. Mexico, Central America. Like anybody who's Hispanic or um, Mexican looking is really indigenous of the South. They're mm. Native Americans of the South, and people view them as Mexicans, whereas the Spaniards were the white white people with white skin, blue eyes. And so those all the people of color are indigenous. So when I say the word indigenous, I include people all the way through Mexico, Central America, South America, North America, all the way up, you know, mm-hmm. because it's all Turtle Island. So to me, it's not just... Native Americans, but it's indigenous people who come from that way of life of like being on the earth for a really long time before Mm -hmm. colonization because colonization came from Europe, but it also came from Spain for the southern tribes. And there's still tribes down in Mexico and South America that are still like, I want to take this trip to Oaxaca. It's a study abroad program. and the women of the tribes down there, when the, the Mexican cartel tried to go in and break down their tribes, the women put up bonfires all around their tribe and in the streets in Mexico so that the, hey. the, the warlord guys couldn't get in. Yeah. So, and they were able to protect like all the trees and stuff. In their tribe, so it's still like living down there. Wow, yeah. indigenous so that's fire crazy. methodologies. Yeah, yeah. 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 use it for everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's and almost I mean like duct tape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I don't think I've heard of that that yeah. story before. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah, indigenous awesome. to me is like all all over. You mm-hmm. know, it's yeah. not. I think a lot of Native Americans are not saying it in a bad way but we can be a little close-minded when it comes to oh we're we're native and we like almost like um we deserve this respect because look what happened to us but we forget about our indigenous communities in mexico and Mm -hmm. their stuff is so cool and what i found was that like the medicine that we're missing in north america they have it in south america Hmm. and what they're missing in south america is in north america like the curanderas were like why do you burn your sage, you know? We, we like, how they cleanse, like, we smudge, they cleanse with water. And mm. they, like, they put the cedar in the water and they, like, cleanse you off like that. Mm. And so it was, like, a total, it was, like, we use the fire and they use the water kind yeah. of thing. Wow. You know, it That's was really deep. cool. Huh. So. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't think I've known that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's something yeah, the, con- the, the only time I can remember that anything like that happens in... Uh, sweat lodge yeah yeah well you kind of need that water (laughs) (laughs) so Mm. can i get your name i think that we kind of just like hopped like right into. i know you said it right in the beginning (laughs) but i already forgot oh it's okay so i'm i'm mickey my full name is michaela ponko montoya and uh, my osage name is humpitoka it means um like indian indian words you know they can mean a lot of different things so it can be like wet moccasins or the ebony on a deer's hooves. Mm, wet moccasins? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, 
out here in Oklahoma in the morning, the morning dew will cover the grass. Mm-hmm. So it represents like I'm the first person to step foot into the morning dew. Like, oh. yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I have a niece who is uh, her her name is the one that rises with the sun, oh, and cool. I feel like that's kind of like kinda a similar, similar. kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. she's always up. The, she's the first one up, and so nice. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's interesting. Similar kind of connotation, yeah. but the I guess the interpretational difference is mm-hmm. it seems like it's place based, mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. it comes, it's coming from the land. Yep, and that's I, why our language is so important. Too, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that comes from the land too. It seems most of our teachings come from the land in some way or another, from animals. Yeah, and they're they come from the land too, just like us. And that gives me a lot of hope because I know that I've heard from my elders that we didn't really lose any of this stuff because they were all gifts and none of it really belonged to us anyway. Mm-hmm. And if we just learn how to listen again mm-hmm. and slow down a little bit, yep. then we can get this, these things back. Yeah. But kind of how Robin puts it, if we, if we don't use it, it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. So as as much as we can speak our languages and as much as we can just think in an indigenous way as possible i think that's that's one of the best things we can do and kind of one of the only things we can do Mm -hmm. Mm. that's what i kind of think about this conference too i wonder because to me like um when we go into science and engineering it's a lot of logical thinking like up here Mm -hmm. and what native americans have always known is to live from here from the heart yeah and so um i wonder sometimes like if people cut that off because as natives, like for myself, being taught to live from both places, like somebody told me one time, the longest distance you'll ever travel is 15 inches. And I was like, what are you <laughs> talking about? And he's like, from your head to your heart, you know. Mm. And I think that's something that our ancestors used to do. That's why they were so smart. Like, even now I'm living in Washington. The elders used to know to eat, like, people always say to stay away from stinging nettles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they knew that after they had went through a period of hunting, yeah. that to eat the nettle leaves, because it cleared out their system of whatever um, stuff was in the animals, and it was like, how did they know that way back in the day, but it was because they were able to gather knowledge and also listen to their heart, because mm-hmm. on the inside, we we have the knowledge, it's already embedded in us, you mm-hmm. know, so like... I wonder about that, like, I hope that when we gather like this, that we remember to live from both places, because a lot of where science is going is really logical thinking, Mm -hmm. and it's great, like, we're advancing as a people, but I think um, there's a lot of answers that have already been answered way back in the day, and we're... And science is trying to prove that. And then they go, oh, the Native Americans were right. You yeah. know? Like, right. <laughs> they already knew that. <laughs> yeah, so. Hmm. I came, I used to say, like, they're, the Western science is catching up. Yeah. yeah. But Western scientists <laughs> don't always like to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last semester, during one of our, uh, one of the classes I was TAing for, there's this um, archaeologist that works for the department. I don't know what it stands for, DEC, (laughs) whatever that is. um, And he consults with the indigenous people there in New York. And he used this term, um, now I'm forgetting. It's not acknowledge, it's um, recognize. Western science is beginning to recognize Uh these things that indigenous people have known for thousands of years. And I really like that because it it doesn't really put one way of knowing above the other. It's really just 
they have been looking at different information and getting it in a different way. That's not bad. It's mm-hmm. just they're missing out on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Very similarly, in my view, that indigenous knowledge and the way we get it isn't necessarily suited to like pulling things apart and understanding the mechanics of yeah. how something works, but we can answer why stuff works. And mm-hmm. so having those paired together, I think, is going to be a big step into the future for, our, for yeah. indigenous people around the world. But it's dangerous, though, I think, because if we are using those tools, there's a lot that comes with those tools. And if we're not careful about our ethics and our own values, mm-hmm. we're in danger of including, bringing those mm-hmm. values that have treated those tools, tools in a destructive way into our communities. So mm-hmm. ah, it's, it's all about balance, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> That's totally. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely, I would like how you guys are sitting here. I would want to ask some of the people who are going for like um, engineering mm-hmm. and like really technical fields are, are really getting like high up in the calculus and stuff and how as a Native American, like how they feel if, if it was more of like a push from their parents mm-hmm. and like yeah. where they think they should be socially mm-hmm. or if it was something within them that they felt, okay, this is came from my grandfather this came from like inside of me this is a passion that i have you know because yeah well one thing i kind of love about engineers was natives were like one of the first engineers you know Mm -hmm. like i think that and one thing that we talk about is this a two-eyed seeing framework and really kind of understanding that because i had brought it up to to one of my uncles and i was like how do you say this in our language and his response was you can't have both. And so it was kind of like one of those things like, that oh, you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> I get that. And, and so it's really hard to, to kind of see that you can have your, your own cultural side and you can't have a science side. And I think the program that you're in is extremely important, just like what the program that we're in that mm-hmm. allows you to kind of insert your own cultural needs yeah. into a program is extremely important. Mm. And I think that no matter how hard of a science, I, I worked with iron ferrates and water treatment. Oh, and, cool. and so I, I've done the hard science and yeah. I've done all this other stuff that you can do it as long as you remember that you have this cultural side and you yeah. can bring it to the table. Mm. And I think that's what, when you're in that hard field, you forget that. Mm-hmm. But it's also because you don't have the encouragement from the people that are in the educational system that you're in yeah or even that our people don't understand because like the statistic is that eight percent of native americans make it to college Mm -hmm. so the 98 are 92 percent of our people are they it's like a diff like they don't understand where we're coming from you Mm -hmm. know so like i think as indigenous people scholars like almost we have to really um depend on like prayer and like our ancestors because there's times when you have to push through things where um you don't get the support that you feel like you need from your community Mm -hmm. because i think it's that they don't even understand how to support it you know Mm -hmm. and so that's like something it's crazy that you say that like just the two different where we're moving into and where we were you know i think we kind of have to let go of like all the rules I think a lot of people put rules on indigenous stuff Mm -hmm. like it has to be this way it has to be that way but 
where we're heading is like a whole new different mm-hmm. ball game like mm-hmm. we're going somewhere totally new and so yep. um i think how they used to know it we have to get back to that knowledge but not necessarily take all the same rules mm-hmm. yeah. i don't know if that makes sense yeah no i i it agree does. i think it's uh we don't call it integrating. What what do we want to call it now? Um, bringing together. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we stuck on word choices all the time. Um. But yeah, it, it's really kind of finding our own way in this world where technology is so advanced and it's advancing at a rapid pace yeah. that how do you keep up with your traditional values and then keep up with technology? And like really working on melding the two together. Melding? Melding. 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 See, I guess the I problem know. with either of those words is that there were the the connotation is that they're becoming one. Yeah. And I think that's what your uncle's talking about. And I had I had asked somebody over in Blackfeet country the same thing, and he he couldn't really understand what I was asking. Yeah. He's like, that doesn't even make sense. He's like, do you <laughs> how do you see, see with, with like you can only one see eye? Yeah. Like you always see with two eyes. Yeah. Is one yeah. his answer, and then this another one was the, our, the spirit only lives in one world. Mm. And so the idea of walking in two worlds is kind of a fallacy. And my mom brought me up kind of thinking that way that I'm walking in two worlds. But yeah. I think she was specifically talking about indigenous and science. Like Indian, being Indian and being a scientist are not mutually exclusive. But in a way, you, you have to conduct yourself differently in an academic setting than you would in your home community. Yeah. And I think you were talking about that a little bit, how it, it's really tough to get through to people sometimes. Sometimes when, like, you have all this academic training, all these facts and theories mm-hmm. floating around in your head, and so your perception's <laughs> different, yeah. and uh, they have an entirely different education than you do, and that reminds me of a, of a Mark Twain quote. He said, never let your schooling get in the way of your education, and that reminds me a lot of most of my learning happened in a lodge or out in the woods just watching bears. Oh, yeah. So just... Slowing a little, slowing down, getting off your phone, mm-hmm. unplugging a bit, and just going out and listen, listening for a while. Yeah. I think that's there's a lot of value in that. But it's hard if you got, if if your life and your body and your mind are so busy that you can't kind of shut off even for a couple seconds just to pay attention and appreciate the sound of a, a little trickle of water. Yeah. So it's tough, and I think a part of it is all the distractions that we got. Yeah. Well, and they've done a lot of studies on... It's funny because, like, science is proving that now, too. Like, oh, it's... I forget what they call it. It's, like, um something bathing, like, energy bathing or something when you go into the woods. Oh, yeah. So, Japan oh. does a lot of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I know it. Yeah, you were telling I me about it. that. Yeah, so I'm a big, firm believer in biophilia. And it's yeah. that idea of, like, uh, as people, we have interacted with the land and it's scientifically proven that... Then and like putting your feet yeah. on the ground mm-hmm. like actually reduces like stress. stress. Yeah. And, and so like they give them like 30 minutes or an hour every day to go out and be cool. in nature in Japan and Wow. Yeah, that Yeah, yeah. That would make a huge difference here. I think it starts with like an H. It's like a, a word. Yeah. I'm going to look it up <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're slowly learning how to do things better on the podcast, and I think one thing that I really would really like to do is once we have like a a solid place where we don't have to move our location so much, <laughs> we're gonna get it set up so we can Google stuff yeah. as it comes up, yeah. kind of <laughs> like like on the Joe Rogan show. It'd be sweet to just have somebody just to do that for yeah, us. Be like, hey, can you find that for us real quick, and then we can continue talking. Right. Yeah. And then we'll bring Eventually. it up on a screen. It will be there. Watch. Yeah. When we're all rich and famous, we'll we'll have that going. <laughs> 
I know it's funny when you're talking a second ago though, because I was in a, I went back to Albuquerque and I was at a sweat lodge, and I was like really talking about some things that I was thinking of or going through, and like right after that, my elder was like, "So what we need, what we really need to remember is our heart." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, if I've been in school, like, too much that I totally haven't even been, like, feeling for my heart, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah. It's it's easy yeah. to get yourself wrapped up into a school mode. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've been out of school for a while, and, and luckily we get to do our research at home where, where we want to be. And so you kind of lose track when when you're grading papers and when you're writing papers and when you're reading every single day and you're in a really intensive programs that you do have to remember your heart and you do have to remember yeah. to take care of yourself and, and I think that See, I, I suck think, at it. I think it's essential though that that's why people figure out like what's within them and they mm-hmm. go after that because there's a there's a fine line between academia and then pursuing your passion I think mm-hmm. and like what I've found is that before I went to school I created a vision board and before that, I looked at, like, what is my life purpose? Hmm. And it led me to where I'm going to school. And then where I'm going to school led me to what is your origin story? Who are your people? And then that led me to find out who are my grandparents? What did they? What do I have inherited within me? And that gave me some background of, of like, okay, this is what I'm here to do. But I think now when I write my papers, because I know what my purpose is, it doesn't feel like I'm in school. It feels like everything that I'm doing is like fueling me on the inside. So like when I write my papers, I can feel my heart burning because it's within me about what I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. And I think like Western way is like get out of high school, you go to college and Western way thinks of like time. Like they don't see, they see old as something bad like they don't vanity they don't want to look old they don't want to have wrinkles whereas native americans see old is wise that's an elder that's something that you want to become and so like talking about school i think a lot of young people are like i have to do this to get on the social like ladder Mm -hmm. whereas native americans knew like you walk your path and like if you feel this calling then you go there and I think that really benefited me before I went to school because I went into cosmetology. I was doing hair. I was working in the beauty industry. I worked for Estee Lauder. And what I started finding was that, like, a lot of people were trying to fix their insides with their outsides. And people were looking for some magic something, for something to pop up from everything that everybody had been telling them what to do. And I think as natives what we have to do and what we've always done is to break that mold because there is no such thing as time because your spirit isn't measured in time Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so to like kind of walk figure out like okay what is it that i'm exactly supposed to be doing yeah yeah it it took me uh like 25 years to find my path it it took me (laughs) a long time and it it was a, a pivotal moment in um in my my people's time that I really found out what I wanted to do. And, and I'm all for people taking time and finding out what they want to do. Because yeah. once you find what you want to do, it's so clear. <laughs> it's so clear. And then you're so happy about what you want to do. And and I think that's I think what you said is extremely important. That mm. that once you once you know what you want to do, it, it, it's so easy. 
yeah yeah everything just starts it. It just comes in. together you're like yep, yeah i got it hmm i don't i kind of don't agree with that <laughs> i i definitely feel like life becomes infinitely more simple when you have your purpose defined mm-hmm. but it's almost never easy oh yeah so, but well, okay, I could no. totally see okay, why no. you would use that word. I would probably say that too. <laughs> Easy if I was just in talking. the sense of like you understand what you need to do. Yeah. Like it's not like a force thing. It's where, not. It's not yeah. a big leap of your yeah. imagination yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like you, grading mm, three hundred. There's a lot papers. of life coaching stuff about that. That whole define your purpose and stuff. Yeah. And I saw this post this morning where this life coach and I really like this guy and he's got great messages Mm -hmm. yet oftentimes I find that life coaching advice online those little memes and stuff it comes completely out of context and so what they're saying was is that where you're coming from doesn't matter it only matters where you're going and I thought about that and like well how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you're coming from and for indigenous people, yeah, and I mean, I kind of, I agree with it. And I know what he's saying. I know what he's getting at, but a lot of people that would read that and be like, yeah, cool. And we'll misinterpret it or take it out of context. And then when that saying kind of falls apart and things don't quite work out like that mm-hmm. and they get confused all over again about where they're going, how, then what? Mm-hmm. If you're only focusing on the present, then you're like, oh crap, this <laughs> yeah. kind of sucks. Where, how do I take this forward? So I I do believe that this theme, honoring the past, that's the very first step to finding your purpose, but not staying, not dwelling there and attaching a bunch of negative, unnecessary emotions to the past and what happened. And I know there's been some research in trauma studies where they found that trauma isn't necessarily what happens to you, but how you deal with what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very tough to tell yourself and believe that message when you're going through that kind of pain. And one of the last things anyone wants to hear when you're depressed or experiencing some trauma is, it gets better. <laughs> it'll it'll be easier in the future. I don't know how many times yeah. I've heard that and just completely tuned out from yeah. that person when I was a teenager and someone said, oh, it gets easier. Or yeah. uh, you'll feel, uh, it'll. I know it's very rarely does someone actually acknowledge my pain yeah. and then offer advice. They just try to fix the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. So I think indigenous people can offer a lot to that kind of life advice industry because there's a lot of context missing and their blanket statementing I don't know if that's a word statementing <laughs> they're they're using blanket <laughs> statements for all humans as if these sayings are going to be useful it's there's nothing more damaging or not nothing but there's very few things more damaging in my opinion than useless advice yeah or maybe um un asked for advice unsolicited well, yeah unsolicited make, like, advice a, you could make a little meme with his quote and then underneath it you could put the quote hindsight is 2020 oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that i did ask him if i could repost his stuff so i don't know if he will because i kind of got in an argument on oh. one of his threads with his, not with him but some dude was trying to like say i was wrong or that i didn't understand his post but i was just challenging his word use his phrasing i don't think that guy got what i was getting at just like he thinks I maybe I didn't get what that guy was getting at. Misinterpreting. It's really easy to do with English, I think, because it's like we use all these different words, and some of them are Anglo-Saxon, other ones are French, and some are kind of German, mm-hmm. m- more so than Anglo-Saxon, and then we even have stuff from Scandinavia. So it's just this big mishmash. That reminds yeah. me of something you said earlier, that we're all mixed. And my mom was always telling me, like, uh, 
you guys are mutts. Remember that. <laughs> and she said it like a joke, but in a way, she's wanting us to remember that we come from a lot of different peoples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of wisdom locked into that. And yeah. If we yeah. honor it. And that's, that's our past. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I really believe that we have to look into our past to move forward. But if we I get think stuck it's good there. to like, yeah, exactly what you're about to say, like to look at it, but to take it like, okay, this is what happened and this is what we gained from it. This is where I grew. And I think like um, what you were talking about, how they've done studies on how people deal with the problem. I think from my experience, like my family, I've came out of um, like on a deeper level. I've been the first person in my family to break the cycle of alcohol and drug addiction. Mm. And I, I, I've gotten through that obstacle. I went and got help, you know, and I've been walking the red road in recovery. And what I've been learning, like, now, how I'm trying to tailor my degree program, mm-hmm. um, I'm taking a chemical dependency class. And what it was saying is that, um, similar to what you're saying from the research studies, but that people look at it when they're going through that is an opportunity to grow and that's been such a big thing I think as it's been in my DNA through my family how it's been passed down on how like we dealt with trauma or how we deal with certain issues like instead of um, pushing it away or not dealing with it but recognizing like oh this is an opportunity to grow mm-hmm. or like when somebody is going through a hard time to be like I'm so sorry you're going through that but like check this out this is making me so much stronger like if you make it through it you know and somebody reminded me like a month ago that um like people who are going to commit suicide or go harm themselves they were telling me that um it wouldn't be a disappointment that you did it but that you stopped trying and like i think that's the biggest thing is like um like when people are going to give up it's not that it's a failure it's that they didn't get back up and keep going because they had it within them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's like totally on something else, but no, uh, <laughs> no, 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 trust me. <laughs> it's the beauty of Indian yeah. science. We can talk about almost anything, really. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in healing historic traumas, so I, cool, I agree with cool. everything you just nice. said. So, um, yeah, and yeah, healing my own my own personal traumas. And nice. Yeah, because it's walking that number one. red road. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Started it, so... Yeah. And that is some good advice that doesn't necessarily need context is to just tell people to love mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important what you said is valid, like validating people's feelings and then not only validating, but understanding that their pain is a pain that you yourself can't feel. But if you understand that that's the pain that they're feeling and then you give them tools and you help them throughout their journey, mm-hmm. then I think that that is very beneficial than just saying what you had said earlier about how... It gets better. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. don't worry. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It'll get yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I know eventually, but right yeah. now, this is how I'm feeling. Or, uh, or get over it. Yeah. That's the worst. Oh, yeah. Like, a couple don't months after a that. death or a breakup or something, oh, hearing that yeah. can really, like, really piss people off. Yeah, but then it's also, like, feel, you know, mm-hmm. later on. Yep. It's depending yeah. on how you Yeah, know, it, it depends who it comes from, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and how people say it, too. I think... If it's like your goofy uncle and he's joking around, he's like, oh, come on, get over it. And then it adds some context to it and a little bit of humor. Then it's much easier to accept that than than, uh, it's been two months. Just get over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind of talk. So, yeah, that's really important. I wanted to ask you guys a question, kind of like off topic, but 
um, what you're talking about with the language and how people are mixed and stuff and being at this conference because um, I've noticed that a lot of the new technologies that they're coming out with is on the language and like what you guys kind of think about that because like as natives how we're saying the language came from the land mm-hmm. and like when you start to put it into technology it's really going up here in the brain and like if because yeah. even with my own name I had to figure out what it meant because nobody ever like explained it to me and I had to really like sit out in nature mm-hmm. and go through things and then I finally was like whoa this is who I am whereas before we were so connected to all that stuff that it was all we kind of knew you know yeah yeah um so one of our advisors Neil he uh has kind of opened up my eyes more to how language is intertwined with the land and if you take the time to break down words in your own language it will lead you to something that involves in the ecosystem where you're located um what was the example he used with the red the red bird he's tuscarora and i think that haudenosaunee's have an extremely different how do you say this um i'm not sure what you're talking about yeah you in 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 iie when neil talks about how certain words will lead to like a a location of a plant or the oh place names no like like a plant name so, like, if you break down the plant name in the word, it will... It will tell you where it grows? It will tell you where it grows, and this is what eats that plant. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't remember what it is. I don't know about the red part about it, but... Yeah. I remember that example. I don't remember the specific plant. Um, and Robin talks about it, too, yeah. occasionally. How um, you, if you find this plant, you know for sure that there's ants mm-hmm. by, nearby. Hmm. Yeah. And, ah, and I wish so I remember that plant. when um, for our people, when the rosebuds start coming, it means it's springtime, and that's when it's time that the bison are having their youth, and that means it's time to go hunting. Okay. And so it's it's really interesting when it comes to language because now we're at the point when, like you're saying, when elders, when we lose elders, we lose that knowledge, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have that knowledge that once it's gone, how how do you get it back? And I think that language and saving language is one of the one of the ways that you can do it and not only is it important just for the Mm. language part but you can tie it into healing yourself you could tie it into healing the land Um, because the the language will tell you the plants because that was the knowledge that was learned Sorry, I thought I had to Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that when you feel like you got to sneeze and it doesn't come out. <laughs> I love sneezing. It feels so good. It's Especially like when you do it like three or four times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, uh, can you like look at a bright light and sneeze? Yeah, that's what somebody told me to. Like, just look at the sun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I'm so glad I can do that. I used to have a friend that would get hiccups and she would always be in the kitchen like with her head upside down and I'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? And she'd be like, I'm drinking water upside down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's what works to get your hiccups away. Huh. I always just hold my breath. And then when I hiccup, I keep holding my breath and eventually, usually they go away. I don't but, get hiccups. Hmm, I don't. I'm pretty I lucky. I've for a while, I guess. <laughs> Do you know what causes hiccups? Yeah, isn't it when... Like acid reflux yeah. or something? Oh, okay. Well, I have so no it has idea. It to do with something building up in your esophageal. Okay. 
right? Yeah, I'll ask Google later. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of questions for Google, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll be, now that I brought up those trauma studies again, I'm going to go ahead and link those in the show notes. Okay. There's, there's two specifically that I'm thinking of, and I'll put those in the show notes if anybody's interested in uh, trauma also, studies, and yeah. they specifically work looking at Holocaust survivors. I also have the paper on uh, Japanese uh, oh, sunbathing. Oh, that perfect yeah. to pair with that. Okay. Um, so yeah, wow! Thanks for coming on. Yeah, You've thanks. been very enlightening, and mm-hmm. it sounds yeah. like you're kind of a badass. You're doing some really <laughs> cool things. Thanks. I'm excited. I want to. Hopefully, in the future, like I can pair up with you guys or something. I'll yeah. get your information. Uh, we're in Montana, so Montana. I mean, if you're in Washington, cool. we're we're, yeah, we're pretty close. Right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I really do. I want to start doing something mm-hmm. similar, but like bringing stuff to people, start like empowering them, mm-hmm. you know, like especially Native people because. Our people will just, we're so humble that we'll just kick back, you know, and we won't say anything. And I think that a lot of this stuff has to be brought out so that we can empower ourselves. Like Wilma Mankiller, my my uncle had like a different opinion on Wilma Mankiller, (laughs) but she empowered the Cherokee people through empowering themselves, helping them recognize like who they are, what they have within them. And so I think that like the more that you do that, because Native people recognize it, mm-hmm. the more that they'll be like, yes, this is who I am, and it'll start yeah. radiating that type of energy, you know? Mm. I, I love how you brought up Wilma, because I'm a strong believer <laughs> in strong Indigenous women. Yes. And like, I think that once once Indigenous women find out their power, I was like, there's nothing better than a... Sh-. And I think we both agree that there's nothing better than a strong Indigenous woman. Yeah. yeah. I, I prefer the company of strong Indigenous women, or just strong women in general, to guys although i get along with guys in a different way there's like kind of this bro understanding and we think similarly but there's just something so intoxicating to me about being around really powerful women that i just love to be around them period Mm -hmm. and i learn something new i learn something different every single time and i learn more about my own femininity Mm -hmm. and the more i learn about that i feel the more powerful i become in my own identity yeah and the more able I am to just chill and yeah. be myself. Yeah. It's been cool over the years. So I can tell, like, the men who are indigenous or have their minds open are more open to seeing, like, both sides now. Whereas, like, way back in the day, it was, like, I come from New Mexico. So it was real, like, real macho, real, like, we don't cry. We don't, you know, we always stick our chests out. We don't show emotion. And now, like, I'm starting oh, to yeah. see a I lot of... I know. (laughs) Right? But I think we all need that because we need both sides. That's what Mm. us natives knew, you know. But I think we're making it full circle now, and it's cool to... I think women, too, like when women are empowered, Mm -hmm. that's us showing our masculine side Mm. also. So we're embracing both, you know. Yeah, I I do believe that we're all much more similar than we are different. Even though it does seem like we're like the whole men are from Mars and women are from (laughs) Venus. Or is it the other way? No, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> so, I mean, there's kind of some truth in that because I there is some of the differences are, are pretty <laughs> extreme, but I guess statistically, if you want to apply that to the that situation, there's definitely a lot more similarities mm-hmm. than there are differences. And I think when we have that balance within ourselves, we can engage with each other in a much more equilateral type of way. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we can actually yeah. be there for each other, for mm-hmm. real, instead of having our own agenda with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you need all sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, yeah, we'll definitely have to stay in touch. Yeah. We'll, you can uh, get our Facebook. And we yeah. we were really trying to get our business cards, and then we just totally spaced it out. <laughs> it's, been a long, it's been a long, long week. Yeah, long week, long few days. Yeah. That's okay. So we're gonna get there. Uh, we can write stuff down. Yeah. We're not, I don't wanna, I'm not so chasing sorry. off or anything, but <laughs> no, I just want to. I gotta go use the restroom too. I'll yeah. kind of hold um, <laughs> Let me look. Oh, there's a pen right there. Oh, I'm Annie Cyril. Yeah, I'm Lydia Fixico. Lydia. Yeah. That's cool, man. I like that name. Yeah, it's uh, it means turtle. My buddies um, from Arizona, they call their little brother Turtle. It's like their thing. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I saw there was another fixical here, too. That's the first time that's happened at Mesa's conference. It's a big family. or It's kind of weird because there's a lot of fixicos, but a lot of us aren't related. Wow. From my understanding, fixico was actually a military rank from the Seminole Wars. It was because we didn't really have like um, surnames or anything like or Is that right? Family names? But what happened is certain groups, certain families got that title because of their, and it means no heart, and it's about their, how you perform in battle. Okay. And then some, and then I was told by my dad, though, that there was escaped slave communities that got integrated into the Seminole peoples, but they had their own communities, and that was kind of given to them, and it meant free man. So the first one was Muskogee, and he's my uncle that told me that, and then my dad He's seminal, and he told me the the free man one. So I, I, it's like they almost have a similar meaning, like free man. When I first heard no heart, I thought, wait a minute, I have a heart. What does that mean? <laughs> but I realized it's almost like on that show, um, The Last Samurai, where that dude is watching him. Uh, t- uh, not Tom Hanks. Um, what's his name? Tom Cruise, watching him fight, and he keeps getting his ass kicked by that one dude. <laughs> and then that young guy comes in, he says, no mind. You're paying attention to too much. No mind. And that's what I realize that means is when you're in battle, if you're allowing your emotions to overrun you, yeah. you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to put your family in danger. Yeah. And that reminds me a lot of um, what um, Sun Tzu talks about in The Art of War, which is very ap- applicable to a lot of aspects of our life. And it's weird to think about that. That book is older than the New Testament. Mm. That's trippy. So some pretty ancient wisdom, and I think a lot of warrior cultures could really relate to that idea of, um, you know, actually, I kind of lost my train of thought. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, so we're on Facebook, and we're all on Twitter, and we can do emails or something. Um, Actually, I got my phone here, so would you mind just putting your info in here? Oh, crap. I think it cut us off. <laughs> well, we're still recording audio, so oh, cool. um, it'll still be released on uh, podcast style. I know my buddy, he's like, how you're talking about the guys understand it. He was telling me this story because he's really good at talking with guys. He's like, see, when warriors become warriors, and then they have to put down the sword of being a warrior, and they pick up fatherhood. And I'm like, he tells this story over and over, and I'm always like, I don't know why you're telling me all this stuff, but I'll see him telling it to guys. And I swear, like, all the guys will get, like, really serious, and they'll be, like, really listening to him. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is totally like a bro code thing I was like I did not mm. even know about it <laughs> I like your is that your background? yeah cool supporting the show I love the podcast so much and just 
If anybody's like thinking of what I'm doing over here, I'm, I'm checking to make sure our audio is still going. And and uh, apparently our live stream stopped, but oh well. Should I just start it up again? Or just let it? I want to move the table back a little bit because I am cranking my neck to look at you and I'm cranking my neck over here. <laughs> I was wondering how you're feeling. Yeah. All right. I would like to readjust. Okay, cool. I put it in here. Okay. I think that should be good. Cool. I'll send you a text, and then you'll have my stuff, too. Thank you, guys. I want to give you a little Oh, I mean, anytime. I mean, if you need help starting anything, you can advise What would you guys say about, like, cameras stuff? Because the school provides stuff, but I'm trying to decide if I want to get, like, a Nikon camera or if I should get a new one. Because I know it has, like, no true motion. Yeah, so I have, like, a 10... Yeah. So what are you what what's your goal with it? What are you trying to are you videos? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I don't think you need that good of quality and if you're looking this one is only 50 bucks and it gives 1080p wide Mhm. And then I I think I got that little thing for 20. Yeah. It's it's a really good deal and it's got really good reviews, it, it but its audio sucks. So if you mix that with like a good handheld recorder, you could probably spend like three hundred bucks and get everything you need. And um, Zoom makes really good. I, I don't know. If, I don't think that's the brand name, but like the, there's this one called the Zoom H series, and they have H one, two, three, four, um, all the way up to like where they're starting to cost four hundred plus bucks. But you can get a pretty good quality one handheld. That will record really good quality audio for, uh, I think, less than 100 bucks. Yeah. Um, this setup, we got this because we were struggling trying to record on, onto our computer. But even this is not really totally necessary. <laughs> it just looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, we, and we, we decided we'll put on our headphones so we look all pro and stuff. And this is the first time we've held our mics. So we've. I know I was kind of trying to adjust it. No, we started in what, April, May. No, we 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 started in March, but we released our first episode in May. Yeah, May. And so yeah, it took us about three or four months before we felt comfortable enough to actually release something. And even the first release, we edited the crap out of that thing. We're not we don't really edit much anymore, but I think yeah, it's just. Trial and error. There's a lot of episodes we didn't release. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, and maybe we'll catch you around. What's up? The Indian Science Show. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, folks. I'm going to set my mic down real quick, and but we're still recording, and hopefully we'll get another badass guest to come and share their story with us. 
Um, but yeah, we're going to take a wee bit of a break and we'll just go ahead and edit out the silence. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to download the podcast, you can find us at any of the main platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and definitely leave a review for us on iTunes. That helps a ton. And it also helps us understand what people would like to hear more of. So we definitely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And you can also find us at our WordPress page and also on social media, right? Yep. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at NDN Science Show. So NDN Science Show, where you can let us know how we're doing or if you have an idea for the show. Yeah. Let us know. And we'll put out announcements for our releases as well as some other content we're working on trying to get some videos as well as Mm -hmm. do other different things. So you can find out about all that on those places, the social media. But we also have a WordPress page. And just like Annie said, it's at NDN Science Show. And the spelling of it is N-D-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-E-S-H-O-W dot WordPress dot com. That's IndianScienceShow.wordpress.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you on the flip side.